It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I am here with Zerlina Maxwell, and we are keeping our eyes on the Supreme Court, which will be hearing the Mississippi abortion case tomorrow, which is inexplicably December 1st. Here to talk about it with us is Liz Winstead, founder of the Abortion Access Front. Liz, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, friends. I am- Good morning. Hi. Um, you know, I think I'm feeling like like probably a little bit more, t- uh, we are probably the three of us feeling a little bit more freaked out than most people just because mm. we're in it and we're living it. And I'm not, yeah. I feel unclear that people and people who are like in my life and people who are political people and progressive people, they don't know. Um, I, I don't think they know exactly. We're at nope. an 11 here. This nope. is an 11. Like yeah. we're beyond like, oh, should I care? Like, no, it's like about it's happening. No, I know. And I was so bummed, Lena, because you had called last week for me to come on and talk about like the crazy ranch, the Hidden Valley Ranch <laughs> in Texas that they're trying to set up Maternity for pregnant people. And uh, exactly. I, I was heading off to the theater, so I couldn't come on. But like, you know, there's so much ancillary stuff happening around it. And, you know, I'm I'm scared on two fronts. I'm scared for the actual case because, yeah. you know, the Supreme Court is going to decide right now as it stands the law of the land v roe v wade is that people have the constitutional right to an abortion up to 24 weeks of gestational age no questions asked supposedly um mississippi passes a law that says um we want to make that 15 if that happens roe v wade then is decimated and there are states that have laws in place that say if the if the court undoes roe v wade on any level uh, abortions will be illegal in our state and i'm talking about 12 states to the tune of um nearly 50 million people of reproductive age having no access to abortion um, near where they live. Um, and then I'm also really nervous about, the, I'm so, and I just always have to say when I come on your show, thank you so much for having me on because you consistently talk about this issue and educate people and I'm so happy. And the fact that more people don't do it leads us to like the article I was talking about, about normalizing some person in Texas who decided that they were going to create a pregnancy ranch that Mm -hmm. will lure people who are seeking abortion care onto their ranch, talk them out of their abortion through disingenuous and dishonest means, and then have them be there for a year and then have them work for free on their farm to learn Christian values. Mm -hmm. Um, That shouldn't be normalized. Right, right. Normal. You know, right. it's not normal to have op-eds in the New York Times that say feminists who are who are uh, for abortion and feminists who are, quote unquote, air quotes flying all over into your faces, please wipe them off, pro-life, <laughs> she need to find common ground. Like to ask me to 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 assuage and my oppressor is not normal like these things right no abortion bans hurt women feminists want women to be equal in the world those two things cannot coexist they cannot you cannot have an abortion a feminist abortion ban that doesn't exist that's not possible it's not (laughs) possible i mean and that's the whole thing and and i think where we've gotten to is 
we've gotten so far away from consistently reporting on this assault so that we have commentators, educators, and journalists who have critical knowledge, historical knowledge to always contextualizing and contextually talking about abortion because that's the way we normalize it. That's the way we get rid of the stigma. And unless we really start doing that, we are going to find ourselves with our hair on fire, um, you know, a month before the Supreme Court or when we see something happen in Texas and we all feel surprised. <clears throat> Excuse me. That is why I'm so excited that we're launching a, a YouTube show, a weekly show on the Abortion Access Front YouTube called Feminist Buzzkills Live, where we can actually talk about these issues on a weekly basis as they come up, you know, very much in the tone of how Signal Boost talks about issues, you know, mm -hmm. Zambi, mm -hmm. you know, really bringing forth more. I'm always a fan of more of this, please, <laughs> so that we can have many outlets talking about abortion so people can learn about what they can do. You can stop things in their tracks before it becomes Texas and we feel discouraged. Um, and so that people can actually say, is there hope? Is there any path with which abortion remains, you know, legal? And yes, there is, but that's going to take work from all of us. That's going right. to take not just being mad on the couch or saying I'm pro-choice. It's going to take proactive mm -hmm. things to do. And I think a lot of people want that. I just think they don't know where to go to get it. And so hopefully with Feminist Buzzkills Live, we'll be able to, you know, throw out the realities and then give you tools that you can do something, um, whatever your capacities are. And that's the thing that's key for me is whatever your capacities are. You don't always have to be in the street, but you do always have to be doing a little bit. Yeah. What does it mean to be proactive? Because I sort of like that. And in some ways I feel like maybe we need to uh, reimagine policing. No, maybe we need to reimagine <laughs> re sort of the, 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 the ways in which we think about um, what it means to be pro-choice because similarly to like being anti-racist which sort of got like you know caricatured in a way that is unhelpful um throughout the course of the last year year and a half but i think in a lot of ways it's not enough to like you said sit on the couch and say like i support abortion like what are you doing about that like it's not enough to sit on the couch and be like i am not racist i am not actively racist towards black people i do not think bad thoughts about black people like no one asked you what are you doing to make the world a little bit better? Like That's each right. and every day on these issues, if you say to, if you, if you're saying that you care about them, like if you don't care about them, like I'm not talking to you, but if you, right. you if you're saying you, you care about these issues, you want to protect Roe v. Wade, you want to protect women's rights, uh, people's rights and access to abortion services, which is just healthcare, then what are you doing? It's like, what is the proactive approach look like? Um, you know, day in and day out. Cause I think people need to, need to hear that. They need yeah, to know. I think you're right. And I think Zerlina, you hit the nail on the head. Um, all of the anti-racism books that you have on, have on your shelf, if you actually read them and didn't just <laughs> formative garbage face or just had like people <sighs> color in your life, whom which, whom, which you are interacting with every day, like, you know, but that's it, what it looks like to me. It's very similar. Um, anti-racism, you know, it's like you are thinking about a world where everyone can walk down the street free from violence and safety. And so, you know, when we think about that in the lens of abortion, we think about the fact that um, we work to normalize it by talking about it, by, by putting it, working to put it back into its proper place of healthcare, 
by challenging people's ideas. We, for so long, have have worked from um, an anti-abortion playbook where we freely say the word pro-life when we are talking about anti-abortion extremism. <clears throat> and now the people who reveal themselves to be anti-vax, anti-mask, who follow doctors home, who commit um, arson and commit murder against people who provide care, who have sanctioned bounty hunting, right, on, um, on people who are accessing care, like that is not a pro-life person. And so stop using that phrase, you know, asking people to really start initiating conversations, not in a hostile way, but in a way to say abortion is controversial, but I'd love to talk about how we got to that controversy. Like, are you willing to have that conversation with me? And if you're not willing to have that conversation, if someone's not willing to have that conversation with you, have that conversation with people who identify as pro-choice, right? Because I mm -hmm. think getting them more active is key. You know, do you think it's normal for somebody who is seeking abortion to have to walk through a gauntlet of people protesting outside the clinic, telling them that they're whores? You know, do you think it's, do you actually think somehow abortion's going away? Like, do you, how do you, in what world is birth control always working? In what world are <laughs> always having, you know, sex when they're protected? And in what world are you the arbiter and judger of somebody who hasn't made a decision that might've wound up in, a, in, in an unintended pregnancy? If you can't, if you, you aren't those people. So why are you invested in somebody else's um, medical decisions? Because you certainly aren't invested in their gallbladder surgery or whether or not they were wearing heels too much and now they have bunions. Like we have to have these conversations because challenging, um, you know, systemic anti-abortion bias, or, you know, is part of the journey of intersectionality and part of tearing down white supremacy. Because all of these things are the, all of these are all foundational our foundational beliefs that have, 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 we all walk on, you know? And so it's all part of the greater breaking down white supremacy. So having conversations, talking about it and, and really understanding that it's, if you don't understand and decide for yourself as a person, that it is fundamental to the core of our country and us being a good country, that we don't um, get in the path of someone's destiny and self-determination. You know, if those paths are clogged with horrible laws that oppress people and take away their humanity, it's on us it, to block, get rid of those blocks. And that's, that's what that is. You know, deciding when and if you want a family mm -hmm. is the first decision on how the rest of your life is going to go yep. and how the rest of the life of that, of the person you eventually decide to give birth to is going to go and and taking away how that choice works for somebody is putting them into chattel category it's taking away their humanity and allowing laws upon their bodies to happen i'm sorry i'm not very nice i mean i'm like <laughs> no it's it's it is the correct tone for what we're dealing with today and i think the frustration is coming not just from the Supreme Court and the possibility that Roe v. Wade gets decimated tomorrow. The, the, the frustration is coming from- It won't happen tomorrow. 
Right. The, the, the opening oral arguments are tomorrow. Yeah. Oral, oral arguments is a different. Right. Okay. I'm so, just... yeah, and I, think, <laughs> I think what it's coming from really is I, <clears throat> I always, I've understood for the history of whatever that, you know, the second um, a woman or a person who is not part of the power structure decides that um, they're going to have an opinion, you know, that's met with garbage hostility. And so mm-hmm. um, I guess I've always understood that. I think for me, a lot of my frustration comes from not having the full support of communities of our own team of our own team yeah even last night that's it last night i scouted we're doing some actions at the supreme court tomorrow some really fun theatrical actions and some really cool we're doing some really cool art stuff um oh my god if you're in town get over to the supreme court tomorrow um, that's right and if you're there yeah but um and uh there was two men standing holding holding space for the anti-abortion movement they had their um candles they had their stage and they're holding space for two days all night um you know and i'm like where are the men who are like what can i do you can hold space until we get there because we're planning Mm. it'd be really nice if i got a call from from a friend of cis male friend of mine who said um i'd love to hold space overnight for y'all to do a thing or whatever but I yep. never get that call, even from people I love. So it's like, stop telling me I'm a wedge issue. You know, it goes back to that. You know, no, I, I hate I hate that because, you know, one of the things that's so frustrating about how we sort of silo this off is like, that's how they win. They mm-hmm. if we if we silo off, you know, the bodily autonomy of more than half of the human population, um, what like we're 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 starting out in a losing position. Yeah, and we the, the strength of this out. is that we have the numbers and allies on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so and we silo so. the procedure out by by creating clinics specifically for abortion. Yeah, why didn't we just keep yeah. abortion in family medicine, in family practices? Good point. You know, and well, so, like it is for rich people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and it's just like, you know, all of it has been. Um, I just feel like by design, we've done that. And and we've got work to do to get back to normalcy. You know, no one, no one more than, more than women would like to stop talking about abortion, would like to <laughs> shut up about it, would like to get back to just talking about other stuff. You know, I could go on and on about the Beatles documentary. I could go on and on <laughs> about a lot of shit, right? I got a lot of stuff to say. I have great recipes I'd love to share. You know, no, I've got a great fun. dog I'd like to talk about. So why don't you fucking let me? How about yep. that? Yeah. <laughs> so help us get to that point again. You know, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'd like to talk about, uh, you know, other kinds of policy, which I do, you know. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> you know, what are you going to do? So, yeah, it's um, it's a lot happening, y'all. It's a <laughs> lot happening. And also, we haven't even talked about the fact that the Supreme Court heard arguments on Texas. You right, know, right. Last month or earlier this month, I can't remember where we are. What day is it? What is time? Um, and we don't know. <laughs> it is the last day of November for everyone keeping That's track. Right. I've been right. saying it all day. <clears throat> and you know, I want people to be real clear on something because the media will cover how the Supreme Court rules on the Texas um, law. Please do not get complacent because I am nearly positive they're going to strike it yes. down. Because they because want of the bounty in. provision, not right. because of abortion rights. That's exactly right. right. And 
yeah. don't feel comfortable, they will strike that down because even to like Clarence Thomas was like, bitch, please. No, like that is just not even like, <laughs> yeah, like there was the courts where I was like literally shocked um, when they were like, mm, yeah, that doesn't track. Like <laughs> it was crazy, but it's because they want the 15 week ban to seem reasonable when they, if right. they rule on that. So understand and be vigilant because everyone's going to breathe the sigh of relief in Texas and should be if abortion gets back to if abortion provision post six weeks gets back in Texas. Yay. But like, why did they take it away? Why is it not allowed? It's clearly right. unconstitutional. Why did they say, yeah, you can just, you can just stop abortions after six weeks in Texas and allow people to be hunted down by some crazed vigilantes who are just chasing down people who are trying to help people get care. Like, why did you allow that to stand as the law of the land? That is insane because you don't understand the law. Your job is to understand the law when we break. Right. That is your right. very definition of your job. No one's saying, hey, Literally. Can, you, can you tell me if the spandex is good enough to sell in gym clothes? No one asked you that. They asked you to do the specific thing that you do. I don't know why I pulled that example out of my ass. Like that is a random thing. <laughs> It's so, so true. I mean, one of the things that's also frustrating about the ways in which, you know, you're right. I mean, I keep thinking about your point about how you don't get the call from men who are supposedly progressive. And I want to I want to go back to that point, actually, because we exist on the channel. We're a feminist morning show hosted by two cisgendered uh, women um, who are yeah. one okay. cisgendered woman and someone one who's figuring it out. <laughs> Okay, okay, no, I, I, okay, I stand corrected. Two people who are feminists identifying, um, yes. let's say that, um, and who are talking about these issues all the time. But one of the things that we know about this channel is that there are a lot of progressive men who are listening. So I want to go yes. back to that point that you made about not getting the call. Because the men who are listening right now to this channel are the ones that should be calling you, right? The Not you specifically yeah. but but I mean, you can call but me volun but yeah maybe they can <laughs> if you want to give out your number on there no 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 don't okay. do that don't do that um but, but this idea like, that um you know they're volunteering to take up space to do whatever it takes to protect rights that they pretend to believe in that they want to protect also so right. what what can they do how what is take you know volunteering to to hold space can be physically holding space like at the Supreme Court before your protest yep. um, in the cold, right? Yep. <laughs> Layering up and doing that. But there's also other ways. So what what ways, um, in what ways can the cisgendered men of the world, the progressive men of the world who are listening to this channel on, you know, the Progress Channel in the morning, so they're, they're on the, the team, what can they do to hold space and sort of metaphorically speaking, hold space? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, how, yeah, yeah. what can they so do? So, the, so one thing I would do is um, say it's crucial that if we want where we're the, the place that I have to give you the place we're heading and then have them put in. So the place we're heading is that um, abortion laws are going to go back to the states. So legislatively, um, we need to really talk about, learn about who the legislators are in our states who are passing these laws and the governors right to get there. So um, show up, make sure that you vote and make sure that you call elected officials in your state and say, I live here and you will not have your job unless you are performing proactive legislation that not only retains abortion rights in our state, but expands them. So letting them know that this issue is- Matters um, to you. 
it matters to yeah. you and, that, and yeah. that it matters to you right show up in numbers when there are follow groups that are creating um follow all the um rj groups all the reproductive right. rights you know but when there is public actions being created show up and be a body um because showing the numbers of people that it's a diverse group of people who are actually prioritizing this issue because they look at it as full humanity that shows well, especially that especially if men are involved it must be full humanity yeah full it's, humanity I, I wish i wish that i wish that that we could we could go on for another 10 minutes we're gonna have you back we can, do yes. we so can talk to you all morning we'll one more thing before you kick me off. the last thing i have yep. to say before you kick me off is um, check in with yourself. And the reason you should do all of this stuff as a cis man is birth control profoundly benefited you. And so did abortion. Yes. Yes, you it did yes. yourself and say, how much did my, how much did I have to pay for my partner's birth control? Or did she pay for it all? You know, did I split that abortion? Um, maybe did I get to create, go on in my, my own path and my own destiny because of that abortion and because of that birth control? Hell yes, you did. And did you have equal or more success than the person mm. because who yes. actually was using because the because of that or had the abortion All right. so that's those are, those are the things that i think are crucial in 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 a reframe sorry Absolutely. to make it so tight we're, here we're, we're no, off by the radio. Yeah, y'all on the radio we do we get we love this we love talking to you that's why we always we almost no, always run out of time every time and, and you know you'll come on my show you'll come on feminist buzz yes Yes, that makes me feel we love so you. I know, and we love you. And you guys, thank you so much. December second, we're gonna bring this new thing into the world on the Abortion Access Front YouTube channel. Feminist thank Plus you. Live December second. You stay safe. We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks.